Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, I guess it's quite a day so far, huh, David? Yeah, it is. It's a huge win for the Second Amendment. The Supreme Court has ruled that New York's gun licensing law is unconstitutional. So in New York and seven other states have similar laws like this. Uh, The law said that even if you meet all the requirements to get a license to carry a gun, the state could still deny your application because they don't feel like you've got a good enough reason to carry. Essentially, somebody at the end of the day is making a judgment call it's not about whether or not you meet the you know background check requirements, training requirements, nothing like that. They just what they, you want it for, right? What you want to be able to do? Yeah, you need character witnesses, things like that. Well, the Supreme mm-hmm. Court says that's illegal because there are no other constitutional rights that require the state to make a judgment call about you before you can exercise that right. And they made the argument, uh, Clarence Thomas, writing the opinion made the argument, you know, in First Amendment test cases, for example, um, the state has to prove that its limit on speech is justified. It's not the other way around, right? They, the burden is on them to prove that they are not acting in a constitutional way because we look at the First Amendment as more or less absolute. But the Second Amendment, in his words, has been treated for a long time as a second-class right. It's That's not true. It's not a second class right. Correct. So you can't you have... know what that means. What's that? <laughs> yeah. oh, oh man, the freakout's on. Oh What's yeah. What's a first class right? Right. Well, the first class uh, right would be something like, uh, uh, I guess, according to liberals, abortion, which, <laughs> which isn't actually listed by name at all in the right. Bill of Rights, but they made up a constitutional right for that while they ignore an actual constitutional right. Well, only backwoods people want to have guns. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not the ruling class. Right. See, it's those people we don't approve of. So I can't believe that the Supreme Court would rule this way. And now it is this conservative majority, and it's the end of days. I, I mean, <laughs> we'll have some of the best freak out from media because they are they're seriously acting like oh my gosh now in new york you you can take a gun anywhere you want and and, and no one does a background <laughs> check on you and nobody you can you can actually just point guns at people now <laughs> which is not at all what they said they they said the state does not have the right to make a judgment call when it comes it. to you exercising an explicit constitutional right period well, we're talking about a lot of emotional, unhappy people. Oh, yeah. Well, like uh, CNN legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin, he zipped up and, and showed up on CNN this morning talking <laughs> <Okay>. about it. <laughs> he is uh, he's very upset by this whole thing. He said, hey, look, the Supreme Court is sending the message that it's in favor of mass shootings. You know, I don't think every show has the audio clip labeled this way. Zoom masturbator Jeffrey Tubin is mad at the Supreme Court. Yeah, well, that's, I, a, new, that's a new Pixar <clears throat> character with Disney. 
<laughs> All right, here's the tuber. Go. We want to be able to carry guns anywhere, anytime, without any sort of regulation by the government, without background checks, without restrictions on where you can take a weapon, without restrictions on how you can carry a weapon. Who said that? Yeah, show your work, dude. No one said that. Who said that? Okay. Now, they haven't gone that far yet, but um, they are clearly moving in that direction. We have mass shootings. We have 18-year-olds with access to AR-15s. Expert on the topic, obviously. Yeah, 56, whatever it takes. You know what I'm saying, yeah. The Supreme Court is moving in the direction of saying the government cannot regulate that traffic at all. They never said that. Who said that? I don't know. I don't know if it was the script he was reading. Is he truly going blind? I don't know. Maybe he didn't read it the right way. He's got he's got hairy palms. I know that. Who knows? You know, I saw the Chiron underneath, and all I kept to myself was, keep the hands above the Chiron. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't see them. Where are they? So that's your legal analyst there. Yeah. With a bunch of stuff that no one said. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll get to more of the reaction to that uh, a little bit later. Um, Joe Biden yesterday had a great new plan to help out the American people with inflation, especially with gas prices. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bold new plan to lower yeah. gas prices, and it's yelling at gas stations to just lower their prices. That's all. Just lower your prices. Yes. That's the American thing to do. It's patriotic. Does he know how this works? I shouldn't even ask the question. The companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it now. Okay. Are we in a war? Just asking it wasn't declared that I'm aware of. I saw Technically, no bullets no, we are not. war. No. Okay. But that is the reason why gas stations should lower prices, because... This is a time of war. But I thought we were officially not in the war. Right. And there's been no public declaration. Nothing's gone through Congress I'm aware of. Okay. All right. Just checking. But that's why you should do it. Come on. I read today 60% of all gas stations are owner-operated by... One guy. Well, it's yeah by by a, a single, single owner entity. or yeah. or a family. Yeah, yeah, or a family. Sixty percent. Most of them only own one. Right. And so the margins on the gas that you get at the pump are really small. They're they not are. marking that up. They mark up everything else. I mean, that's why you go buy a Kit Kat bar for like right. five fifty, because the markup on that's insane, and they make a lot of money off that because it's the convenience. Oh, you want a couple rolls of cheap toilet paper? That'll cost you eighteen dollars. Mm-hmm. But the markup is not. At the gas pump, you're talking about like 10 to 12 percent, and some of that's going to whoever the distributor is. So, like the gas station themselves, that's not where they make their money. So, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. The other thing is, I don't know if you have already seen this today. It was right before we went on. I looked up at the crawl, it was Fox News on one of the monitors, and it said Biden's economic advisor had said 
no one is blaming the oil companies for the gas prices. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 What are you talking Joe about? Joe Biden just called them snowflakes like two yes. days ago. Yes. yes. They, yeah. No they, one's on the same message. It's it's incredible. Oh God. The adults are back, baby. The adults yeah, they are. are back. Absolutely. Okay. And then, of course, you know, with the Supreme Court, you know, being talked about right now with guns, there's also abortion. And this could happen at any time. Yeah. So you're talking about a protester here at the Supreme Court laid out a great argument for abortion? Yeah. So protesters are still waiting for the Supreme Court decision on abortion. The pro-choice crowd is making some very good, sane, and articulate arguments. And I just want to highlight one of these arguments for you that happened this morning. Okay, because that's the way you can sort of build relationships is to listen to another side and consider what they have to say and open your mind a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Regulate ejaculation! Regulate ejaculation! Regulate ejaculation! Regulate ejaculation! Regulate ejaculation! Hmm. Where does Tubin on this one? I was going to say, he's very much against that. Okay. Okay. Say it again. Yes, of course. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You probably heard uh, Jane's Revenge, this group that's been around, I mean, terrorizing and firebombing. Basically, it's not just pro life organizations, it's different organizations that are helping new moms. Is this an offshoot of Ruth sent us? I have no idea where Jane's Revenge has come from. But, I mean, they are basically taking responsibility for bombing over 50 of them throughout the country. And they're saying, hey, whenever this ruling comes down, it's going to be a night of terror. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're talking about rioting, fires, all of that crap, right? Seen that? Okay, if you've got law enforcement, different cities across the country that are just going to stand there and let people burn crap, you're idiots. You enforce the law from the jump. You don't put up with any of it. Throw them in jail. I don't expect it to happen, but they should. And and seriously, let them chant all they want as you're hauling them off. What, whatever, keep saying it. You're going to jail. It's a compelling argument, though. Really? How does that work? You gonna lay that out for us? <laughs> no, I'm not. God pieces <laughs> all around. Oh boy. <laughs> and the Uvalde story. Oh my gosh! It gets worse and worse. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another story out of Uvalde, David. Yeah, uh, Pete Arredondo, the school district police chief who was the on-scene commander during the shooting, the guy who right now it's being told that he's he's the guy who told everybody to stand down and wait while all these kids died. And, uh, of course, we know now that cops were there within three minutes, bulletproof vests and rifles, and then we're told not to go in that room. Yeah. And then you had 
the husband of the one teacher that ended up dying had called him and told him she was shot and bleeding. He rushes over there, and he wants to go in, but they take his firearm, they detain him. They don't let him go in. What is that? I understand there's a chain of command, blah, blah, blah. Well, the training had been there. You knew what you were supposed to do. At this point, does anybody understand this at all? No, I mean, in, in the case of if they are treating this gunman as a barricaded subject, as a hostage negotiation or a hostage situation, I mean, then in that case, it would stand to reason that a guy trying to go in would be blocked. The problem is that the call to treat it as, as a hostage situation was the exact opposite of what they were supposed to do. But then so, there was gunshots. Right. And they don't go in. Right. So the whole the whole situation is is just absurd. But oh my God. Peter Arredondo has been placed on administrative leave uh, while this investigation is ongoing. Man, oh, man. It really is. The more you learn, the more heartbreaking and angering it is. Yeah. And you know what, man? Just stop me here. If making too much of this, this sort of statement, I'm just wondering if you've had these thoughts at all. Is this some sort of photograph of where we at, of where we're at right now as far as masculinity goes in the country? Like, there are not enough men there that are saying, I don't care who says what. We're going in. There are kids in there. We just heard gunshots. Move out of the way. But from what we understand, there were also some of those cops were saying, come on, we got to go in. I don't want to believe that. But the more you peel this onion back, the more you start to think, were these guys just afraid for their own lives? They were unwilling to do that. It's so strange. And I don't don't believe that because you you also had all these different agencies. So I can imagine you're one of these other agencies saying it's. It's not our jurisdiction. I'm here to help, but I don't know what exactly I'm supposed to do. Right. But somebody's got to take charge. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You need a friggin' leader. Somebody to step up and Gosh. go, I don't care what you're saying, I'm going in. Anybody going with me, because we're going right now. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's heartbreaking. I don't know if you knew this, uh, it's Pride Month. Okay. What? Yeah. This month? Yes. This last month? Yeah. Pride Month, you say? Yeah, there's only like a week left, man. I haven't seen anything about that anywhere. No. Well, that's the thing. Representation matters. Yes. Okay, that's why I want to bring it up. (laughs) Okay, thank you. There's just not enough of it. No, well, there is. People don't even know what's going on. I don't. How many times have you said you can't get away from it, everything? Well, (laughs) you can't. Just happened to see this story at Daily Wire. You talked about it earlier this week, Scott. Disney's lost, what, almost 50% of their stock price? Yeah, it's not good. And people are talking talking about all the wokeism, and it's hurt them. Well, I think a lot of people were, were kind of like me. I mean, I had Disney and part of my cable package, and I canceled it. I didn't, I didn't ask anybody else to do it. I didn't lead the way. But I think there are a lot of people that went home and went, what am I paying for this for? I don't want to contribute to this anymore. The light, your movie didn't do well? No, I hesitate to see that. I didn't see that one either. But Now Disney uh, has Strange World. Yeah, I heard about this one. Yeah. Animated film. Yeah. To include openly gay teen romance. Right. People are like, really? You haven't got the message yet? Do they have any idea who their audience is? 
I wonder if it's like some companies, they don't care. But the, man, it, it is an agenda from the big money people, the Black Rocks of the world, the vanguards of the world. And they set up this stuff, the ESG movement. That, that's all I can figure. In this story, it talks about a production designer for Disney tweeting about seeing the movie that was shown at a film festival in southeast France. And, you know, the takeaway is, yeah, the animation studio is planning to once again insert LGBTQ content in its products. Because he tweeted, just saw the very first glimpse into Disney's Strange World at the festival. Features the first openly gay teen romance in a Disney feature, Representation Matters. The scene describes the son being very shy in front of his boy crush. And his dad comes in and says, so nice to meet you. My son talks about you all the time and further embarrasses his son. Very cute. Yeah. So there's a teaser trailer out for it and people are reacting. And I, what are they doing? Yeah. And it is something, isn't it? The alphabet group saying, you know, it's just not well represented. <laughs> Especially when you're talking about trans, what are you talking about, 0.5% of the population? Right. Underrepresented? Yeah. Massively overrepresented. I mean, I'm why. <laughs> Is oh. there anyone 0.5% of the population represented like trans? No. 0.5% of the population likes to wear cowboy boots with shorts. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? Not a thing. That's what I'm saying. Not represented at all. No one in Biden's cabinet wears cowboy boots and shorts. <laughs> well, that we know of. Not, right. not openly. They might, they might be a closet cowboy <laughs> boots and shorts wearer. Never know. I could see it, Ned, Mayorkas. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Merrick Garland. When they do the little, I didn't after. know about it. I was off balance at first, <laughs> and then I got used to the boots. He was okay. Much more to get to. Joe Biden claiming we're producing more oil than we did under Trump. And what is that supposed to mean? We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Yes. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, the cows on The View are a mooing. They are very mad about guns, guns, guns. Oh, oh it's a big deal today. Big deal, yes. Yeah. Supreme awful Court. take theater. Yeah. Uh, the Supreme Court has said that New York's concealed carry permit process is unconstitutional because the state is a May issue state, which means that the state can basically make a judgment call and say you can't have a concealed carry license. You cannot carry a gun because we say so. You can pass all the background checks. You can pass any training requirements. You can go through all of that, and the state can still say, you know what? You don't have a good enough reason to carry a gun, so we're going to make a judgment call. Sorry to interrupt. That's the actual question, right? Why do you want a yeah. concealed carry permit. Yeah, what's the reason that you want to be able to carry a gun? And so you could say, well, for protection. And they could say, well, we don't, you're fine. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah, and so the Supreme Court rightfully ruled that there is no other constitutional right that has that kind of judgment call on the part of the state when it comes to a person exercising their rights. They did not invalidate 
licensing requirements overall. They just said, hey, look, the state cannot tell you no just because we feel like it. That That seems reasonable. (laughs) That is reasonable. Now, again, back to the cows on The View. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg came on today and said, uh, well, basically, this was a middle finger to the state of New York. People are going to die because of this. Um, Here here we go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Right before we went on air, the Supreme Court handed down their decision that will allow New Yorkers to carry concealed firearms, striking down a centuries-old state law. Century-old, not centuries. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) That made people have to prove that they had due cause to conceal and carry. Now, people are still processing all of this. The implications, we don't know really what it actually means. But, you know, given everything New York City is going through, it seems, I don't even have the words, it seems stupid. No, it's worse than that. It's no, worse it's than insane. that. It's not even it's stupid. It is. It's. It's. No. It's. It's so. It's such a middle finger to New York. How? Yeah, you know how uh, we roll in New York. The criminals get the guns, right. not law-abiding citizens. You know how it's supposed to work here. <laughs> how does How does that work? You know, again, statistically Jeez. speaking, the people who go through the process of getting a license to carry right. mm-hmm. are way less likely to commit crimes with a firearm than the general population. Well, that would be in a study. And that's like kryptonite to Whoopi. Right. Okay. That would involve information and facts. Yeah, now. Those guys on The View. Okay, that's like nutritious food. Get that away. (laughs) All right. Just uh, give me the tasty treats. It's actually it's actually <laughs> remarkable, right? Like what what is the argument here that this is actually going to somehow increase gun violence in New York City? How many people who are actually responsible for gun violence in New York City are waking up today going, "Oh, great. Now I can go ahead and get my license." Nobody's doing that. Of course not. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. But you would have to be informed right. and understand the entire situation to know that and obviously they don't she tips her hand right at the start you know i'm still processing this information as it's come just coming in but let me offer this take yeah it's a middle finger to new york city i don't know what it is or what it says but i know it is yeah because i'm sure they're imagining it's going to be like the wild west or something they don't understand how this works all these people all the time, you know, sometime we got to get out of our bubble to understand yeah. the rest of America. But they never do it. No, they don't. They don't care. No. That's pretty funny, man. Thank you for that. Yeah. A middle finger to New York. New York City. Yeah. Okay. Uh, clip of Joe Biden. David, you want to set this up? Yeah. Well, Joe Biden lied again yesterday about oil production in the United States, saying, hey, all you people criticizing me, okay? We're actually doing great when it comes to producing oil. I know my Republican friends claim we're not producing enough oil, and I'm limiting oil production. Quite frankly, that's nonsense. Here's the truth. Just this month, America produced 12 million barrels of oil per day. That's the highest, that's higher than average under my predecessor. That, that's actually not true. Just before the pandemic, 
we were producing about a million barrels more. And he says on average there, you notice how he had to catch himself? Because mm-hmm. the crash of the oil market due to COVID lockdown sent things upside down, where the, the, the price per barrel actually went negative. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, so one bad year like that, catastrophically bad year like that, does bring the four-year average down, but he's ignoring that pretty important context. Okay, this is crazy to me. And this is the guy that talked about, well, I didn't know these oil companies and the CEOs would get their feelings hurt. Right. And again, then you have his economic advisor saying, no one's blaming the oil companies here. (laughs) Your boss is. What are you talking about? This is really astounding. He was just going after them the other day. Yeah, he was. And saying you, they could be doing all these other things and they won't do it. And now saying, hey, we're, we're producing more than ever. Yeah. Which is it, bro? I mean, are they just goofing with him now, giving him different talking points every day? Or does he just forget? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're, 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 it's going to be an awful midterm elections. He's probably on the way out. Let's just Ron Burgundy the guy. That's, <laughs> yes. Honestly, if I were working in the White House, I'd probably do the same thing. You're like, you know what, YOLO, all right? I'm just going <laughs> to I'm going to really prove the case to the American people that this guy is senile. Yeah, which is it? Well, yeah, I mean, we're producing more and then you hey, gas gas stations just lower it. Do it now. That's right. what he said, right? Yeah. But hey, by the way, what would you rather have? Uh, uh Putin be president of Ukraine or these high gas prices? So it's Putin's fault. It's not who What are you talking yeah. about? It's nonsensical. Okay, I know we got to move on. Other I stuff. like the they're just goofing on him theory, though. Yeah. Well, there's also the whispers out there that everyone in the Democratic machine knows this thing is over. Oh, yeah. And they after know. the midterms, he's got to go. They know. they got to recalibrate the whole party. So then you wonder, are they already just tanking on him? Who yeah. knows what's really going on? Um, did you see the story? And this was uh, Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd on NBC. He's, you know, got his different people that he's talking to, one being the Politico national correspondent, Betsy Woodruff Swan. And he's talking about January 6th and the difference in voters of what they say. You know, did Trump really believe that he was hosed or was he just trying to maintain power and it's split among Democrats and Republicans? And obviously, this is such a big issue, you know, but is it resonating with voters? And so you'll hear Chuck set it up. And then the answer is absolutely hilarious to me. All important question, Betsy, does the January 6th hearing break through at all? Is this more proof it does not? I don't think it does. I've talked to two separate Democratic members of Congress in the last couple of weeks about January 6th. Obviously, can't say who. And, and both of them have said offhandedly, nobody gives a bleep about January 6th when they're talking about their districts and the way that elections play out. We know the voters don't give a bleep. Yeah, where's the sad trombone for Chuck? <laughs> we know they don't. Yeah. Okay, but we're going to go on with it anyway. Oh, yeah, we're going to do it anyway. Because we think it's important. We're going to tell you what you think should be important to you. And that's not just the American people. That's Democratic voters. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't even care. I mean, I mean, you think about where we are right now as a nation, where you've got um, you've got extreme economic headwinds. You do have a crime problem in this country. You've got you know inflation through the roof. You've got international strife, and right now Congress is focusing on a riot at the Capitol that really only affected them. Mm-hmm. And oh, they had a they had a hearing with the NFL commissioner yesterday. Oh, I saw clips of that. These, That's what you're concerned about I, again, man. I, I'm I'm more and more in the camp of it's not just that they're idiots in Congress; it's that they actively hate you and me and everybody else in this country. Oh, there was someone else saying that, which we will get to later. Do you want to hear the rest of what? Oh, sure. This person, this this is also pretty good. Uh, the reality is, obviously, it's a very important issue. Obviously, like I've been covering this nonstop for the last year. It, okay. It's important. It's a, it's a key part of understanding American history and the democratic trajectory that this country is on. How? You can say that, but you'll never explain how because you're full of crap. But this is the best. It is also true at the same time and not at all contradictory that it's not a top tier voting issue for people who are figuring out who they're going to support during the midterms. Top tier issues are material concerns. How are people paying their mortgages? How much does it cost to get milk and bread? How much does it cost to get gas? Do these hearings result in different electoral outcomes for Democrats? I have yet to see any actual evidence that they do. So we're going to keep talking about it because we think it's important. Yeah. Me at Politico and Sleepy Eyes, but not to the American people. Yeah. Okay. And they're perplexed by that. You know what was important to the American people? The way we left Afghanistan and how we did our own troops there. That's when the whole slide started to happen with Biden. Yeah. They cared about that. You mothers didn't. Jeez. What a joke. All right, you got Zuckerberg news here, David? Yeah, well, you know, Mark Zuckerberg just wants to steal your soul, that's all. Wow. Uh, Facebook, now under the meta umbrella, is rolling out what they call the metaverse. This is basically the Matrix. It's a virtual reality in which you can live, work, and play, and, of course, spend money. Mark Zuckerberg, third or fourth worst human being on the planet, (laughs) was on CNBC and talked about this creepy new venture to steal people's souls. He's excited about it. I bet he is. All right. Roll it out. Our North Star is that, you know, by the end of the decade, we hope to basically get to around a billion people in the metaverse doing hundreds of, of dollars of commerce each, um, buying, you know, digital goods, digital content, different things to express themselves. So whether that's clothing for their avatar or different digital goods for their virtual home or, or things to decorate their <laughs> virtual conference room. Robbins. Oh, dude, it's going to be okay, man. Clothing for my avatar? Yes. I'm spending real money on this. Yes. Like paper dolls. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. It's not reality, but it is when you're brainwashed into it. God, we are doomed. Um, utilities to be able to be more productive in, in, in virtual and augmented reality and across the metaverse overall. So I think there's going to be a massive economy around this. Um, it's going to create a... So your avatar will be able to purchase... Air conditioning, say, and be nice and cool as you're going through the blackouts. For my avatar house? Off. Yes. Correct. So Honestly. my avatar house will yeah. have air conditioning that works all the time. Yeah. Yeah. While I sit there in my avatar shorts and <laughs> avatar yeah. Def Leppard t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, and it'll it, be your green utopia. And, it, and, it, and if you want to find purpose for your avatar's life, they can go to a trade school and learn how to fix other avatars' AC for their avatar homes. <laughs> HVAC for avatars. <laughs> what the hell is happening? But wait. There's more. It's going to create a lot of opportunity for creators. That's why you, know, you hear me talking about the creator economy so much. I'm just really excited about a world where you're going to have millions of more people who can do creative work that, that just makes them happy as their job um, instead of some of the things that, that, they're, that they might be doing today because they just they feel like they need to in order to make money. <clears throat> Pull back from life, man. Come live in the metaverse. It's happier here. Wow. We just thought Revenge of the Nerds was a funny comedy in the mid-80s. <laughs> no, it's actually the downfall of humanity. I'm glad I'm the oldest one on this show. I got less time here. <laughs> Biden's approval. This is also hilarious. That and a news update on the way. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Biden's approval. Where at now, David? Uh, Quinnipiac has it at 33%. Oh, Americans, man. Uh, and registered voters give President Biden a 35 percent job approval rating. Hmm. Those are ties of lows that uh, he's had over the last three previous polls from Quinnipiac. Response you know how they when the records are broken in sports, the previous record holder, if he's alive, calls the current record holder to <laughs> congratulate him. Jimmy Carter on line one. Right. <laughs> Was it Carter that had the lowest approval or just is known in history no, as no, the worst? I think it was Jimmy Carter. Because I thought when they Trump's started were doing low, this sort of thing. And that was like the measuring stick. It's like lower than Trump's, right? Yeah. That's the way this has gone. You having a good time, Joe? I think that was part of the phone call, actually. And then Joe said, no, I'm not, no, actually. No. We can't even put a sentence together. What do you mean having fun? I fell off my bike. Okay. <laughs> How many people think it's all right to pee in the swimming pool? It's summertime. A lot of people are swimming in public pools. I've never been against swimming in a public pool. David's tried to talk me out of it yeah. numerous times. Well, it's man stew. See, that you say that. In. Okay. It's, what, like women never pee in the pool? Is that what you're saying? No, but uh, man, man stew just sounds more disgusting. It does. Gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How many people think say, it's okay percentage-wise? What do you think? 25%. Gosh. 15. It's only six, actually. Okay. Thank so God. The rest yeah. are liars. Everybody's peeing in that pool. Come on. Maybe that's why you're so freaked out. Because you're a whizzer. <laughs> <laughs> and you think everyone else is whizzing, too. And the thought of it is, this is stupid. Now, if every time somebody did that, the, the, it turned green. It was like a stream of green. It stopped. Absolutely. Yes. There, did you hear this story? There was a town in Spain that wanted to fine people 800 bucks for whizzing in the ocean. How do you know? In the ocean? Yes. Oh, man. It, it, of course, the question was, are, how are you going to enforce that? Yeah. But yeah, 6%. 10% of 18 to 24-year-olds say, yeah, of course it's okay. But only 2% of people over 65. <laughs> Yeah, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. They still do it. <laughs> Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, this was pretty interesting yesterday. Okay, you know this Putin price hike that's going on? I know all about it. Costing you and your family, you know, a lot of money. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's where the inflation really started, right? Would yeah. you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. Hey, who's that right-wing talker? Uh, that, that would be the chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell. What? Oh, whoa. It was, anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> he didn't get the talking points? Apparently not. Nobody's on the same page in this White House. What's no one. going on? No, well, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm was asked about that, and she actually doubled down on the lie that Putin's invasion was the reason we're all getting screwed. Just cut two here. Wow. Okay. So, wait a second. What we just heard from the Fed chair, he would know, right? You Not the Energy Secretary. Yeah. But she says, What? She didn't hear the same thing we did? Apparently not. Okay, all right, go ahead, roll it. I, I didn't hear what he said on that, but I think most people acknowledge that the price of fuel is a big driver of inflation. And in fact, they've put large percentages on it. And so we know that the, the war in Ukraine, having driven up the price of fuel because it, it crimps supply, it's a total supply and demand question. We've got to make up for the million barrels per day that have lost. We're, we will have a demand problem Hold on a second. Yeah. You tell me if I'm wrong. It's just something I'm detecting. Is she woman-splaining <laughs> to the Fed chair? Well, now, here's, or was he mansplaining to her? That's, that's true. That's a good question. Well, the, question, the answer is no, because he was just answering a question. Would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. Uh, you can't say that's mansplaining. So, Unless the person that asked the question identifies as a woman. I don't think so. Who the heck knows anymore? The, the other thing I just noticed here was she said we had to make up for that million barrels a day that Russia, that, that Russia was putting out there in order to balance the uh, crunch on prices. Joe did that with the release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So... In that case, gas prices under her exact what she just said, yeah, under that logic, then the increase in gas prices actually have nothing to do with Putin because we've replaced it. Well, listen, man, I know you're speaking factual terms here, but that's mansplaining, <laughs> and we can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> Now, let's get back to the energy secretary, shall we? When China opens up after COVID, there will be additional upward pressure on supply. This is why we need, not just in the U.S., but we need globally more supply brought on board. And uh, so uh, the supply for China is not a problem. They're buying it from Russia. Right. So is India. Yeah. The full quote was, no, inflation was high before, certainly before the war in Ukraine broke out. Well, I think um, most would say that the price of fuel has exacerbated inflation. Even, even, yes, even but it. what's the cause? Right. Boy, oh boy. Hmm. 
Yeah, they don't seem to be on the same page. Most would say that. Yeah, most, but not the Fed chair. Okay. Just checking out here. A lot of freak out going on today, if you hadn't oh, yeah. heard. Yeah. Supreme Court ruling. Over guns. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this doesn't have to do with abortion. It was guns. Yeah, the Supreme Court has ruled that New York's gun licensing law is unconstitutional. Because in New York, the law had said that even if you meet all the requirements to get a license to carry a gun, uh, the state could still deny your application because they don't feel like you've got a good enough reason to carry. And so the justices and Justice Thomas laid this out, said there is no other guaranteed right that we have in America that has such a test. The government can't just say, you know what, I don't feel like letting you exercise that constitutional right. So this didn't do Yeah, so I don't have to give a reason that I want to say what I want to say as far as free speech goes. I don't have to write it to the state. Well, here's my reason that I want to say this. Yeah, like before you give the commencement address at high school, you know. They right. have to read it ahead of time. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's not how it works. If the state were to punish you for something you said, the burden would be on the state to explain why that didn't violate your First Amendment rights, not the other way around. Correct. Um, and so the Supreme Court said, hey, we need to be consistent about this when it comes to constitutional rights. Well, New York Governor Kathy Hochul is one of the people who is freaking out about this. All right, roll Shocking. Absolutely Shocking. Why? That they have taken away our right to have reasonable restrictions. We can have restrictions on speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Oh, yeah. we're going back you to that? Can. Yeah, here we go. Oh, you can. going to freak. Right, well, you, you can. That is, yeah. not, that is not banned speech in America. <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> but they go back to it all the time. Okay, was there more? But somehow there's no restrictions allowed on the Second Amendment. Nobody no said restrictions? That. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love the fact they're losing their minds. <laughs> it is funny. I do. I take great joy in it. Right. Yes. Well, yeah, anytime, anytime fascists are mad, it's a good thing. Did you see what Olbermann said today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talk about nuts. Hold on a second. Keith Olbermann. Yeah. yeah. On guns. ESPN, liberal. MSNBC comes... blew him out. Remember that? Where's he at now? He's in his basement. Okay. Where did you see the story then? The story was from uh, one, some <laughs> website. I was on Twitchy, I guess. There's no, part he... of me that's like, who cares what he says? He's a nut. Yeah. He tweeted it. Yeah. Okay. He tweeted all this right, out. He ahead. said, it has become necessary to dissolve the Supreme Court of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's more. Oh, okay. The first step is for a state the court has now forced guns upon to just ignore the ruling. Great. You're a court. Why and how do you think we can enforce your rulings? Hashtag ignore the court. Well, if we do that, then can we do it for run red lights whenever we want? <laughs> just start ignoring anything we don't we don't agree with. Just just ignore it. I'll go ahead and say it. What a whack job. Because I would say this to my friends in New York. It's more of a joking way, but it's almost like the joke with the rest of the country. You know, in New York, people think, well, we're New York. We live by our own rules. Mm -hmm. Okay. We kind of run everything, really. Okay. Well, it doesn't quite work that way. Okay. A chokel has never been elected to anything. She almost looks human today because she got mad. Usually it's just the plastic face. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And what we're going to fight back with what? Right. It's the Supreme Court. No, they're 
They, That's they, the way this works. What is it? I know, you know, your vision of utopia, only the criminals get the guns and can commit gun violence. You know, certainly you don't want a law-abiding citizen with a gun to stop a crime. No. Do you know what crime is in your state, you dope? This is going to help, not hurt. Well, don't you think that the Alberman words sound kind of insurrectiony too? Oh, they yeah, are. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I always like it whenever uh, something doesn't go the way that a New Yorker wants it to go. And that's mm-hmm. not fair. I don't want to say every New Yorker. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to the punditry and political class. Sure. Every time something bad happens to them, in their view at least, something didn't go the way they wanted it to go, I really love how they show that trademark New York toughness. We've talked no, wait, about no. it before. No, wait, no. They're puddles of emotions, man. These are yeah. some of the weakest people out there. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to have to do what most states do with guns. <laughs> Yeah. You know, all those guys at the NYPD and at the fire department. Yeah. Generations of families that sort of define New York tough. Yeah. Now see all the liberals speaking about New York and how they're tough. And they're like, shut up. We're the tough ones. You're the pansies. But but people who have guns. It's scary. It's like those people in all the other states. Most of the other states. Jeez. All right. Another international sport has banned biologically male trans athletes from competing against women. Finally. Common sense is prevailing everywhere. You get the feeling, don't you? Yes. That's a good thing. Yeah, parents, and it's parents pushing back. And it's it's women, by the way, women athletes that are pushing back. Yes. Like, no, this isn't right. This isn't fair. Absolutely not. No. The International Rugby League. Announced that biologically male athletes who identify as female can't do it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the video of the one trans athlete that did compete against the women in rugby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was insanity. Yeah, it was. Dude, would you want to step on that field <laughs> as a man against that person? No. no. Just destroying other women. I mean, it was yeah, crazy. Knocking them over and, yeah. There have been a couple of those videos that, honestly, the first time I saw it, I thought it was a, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was I a did, hair. too. What's the, yeah, like it, some SNL spinoff yeah, is bit. It, is it like a netball or handball? Something that's kind of a it's it's all it's like a mix between soccer and rugby almost. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's this there's this dude who's in the middle. I mean, he's standing head and shoulders above everybody else, and it just he's just trucking the competition. It looks like a joke. It looks like somebody just made a parody video of this. Yeah, Monty Python bit with yeah. Michael Palin well, it, in the dress. It looks, yeah, it looks like does. the flag football scene and something about Mary yes. is what it looks like. <laughs> right. Yeah. That too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, this, is, this can't be real. No. It's real. So there you go. Oh, and, and check this, man. man. There's so much stuff to get to. FDA banning jewels. The e-cigarettes. Oh, boy. I think I sold my stock in it. <laughs> One dude already said, come arrest me. I don't care. That's much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Let's do this. The FDA has now banned Juul e-cigarettes. Yeah. Can't have it. Can't do that. We're thinking about the children. Okay? Now, top or bottom surgery, fine. Weed, yeah, okay, whatever. 
drive down the road, get some fentanyl. Okay, but these jewels are a menace. Yes. So that's what we know now. Yeah. Wow, man. The FDA. Banned completely. Yeah, the FDA FDA has finished a two-year review of the application to sell its vaping device and tobacco and menthol-flavored pods, and the FDA was like, bad, no, denied. Uh, But it was about 10 years, a little more than 10 years ago, Congress gave the FDA authority to regulate all of it because Congress is, you know, really busy working hard on things like the NFL. Right. And... January 6th. <laughs> it's interesting. Remember, people were vaping like crazy, and all of a sudden, somebody would die. They're trying to figure out, oh, my gosh, what happened? It was like national news all over the place. Yeah. It was really a big deal. And so then the whole thing was, all right, as far as the fruit-flavored stuff with the vapes, got to do away with that. It's too attractive to the kids. And then the menthol, which some people said was Racist. Oh, yeah. Menthol cigarettes, too. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. Everything. Yeah. So it's interesting. They're like, okay, we'll stop with the flavor. We'll stop with the menthol. No, you're done. You are just done. Because, you know, it's not good for you. Well, in these great economic times, it's when you start sn- snuffing out businesses just at a whim, then why not? Right. But as far as your kids, like under five, get them vaccinated. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say There's that. been nothing going wrong with that. Well, and while you're while you're <laughs> there, crap. how about a handful of puberty blockers on your way out? Sure, right? <laughs> good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Instead of a lollipop, you get puberty, puberty blockers, blockers and chest binders. Puberty blockers that are shaped like dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Flintstones. Puberty <laughs> blockers. Man, oh man. Oh, did you see this story out of China? They invented a mind-reading device that can tell if you're watching pornography. Oh, boy. Oh, Daddy. (laughs) Oh, man. Why is your reaction that? Well, no, I'm just saying. What, are you guilty or something? No, I'm I'm not guilty. I'm just saying those who are perhaps would rather keep that to themselves. You know it's illegal there. In China? Yes. Yeah. So a team in Beijing built a prototype... um, you wear this thing, it scans your brain waves. And it senses you watching pornography. And then the alarm goes off. All I can picture in my head is... <laughs> <laughs> they tested it on 15 college students. Of course, all dudes. Well, yeah, of course. How accurate do you think it was, if you had to guess? Percentage-wise. Uh, that, they were actually doing it when it went off? Yes. 95%. David? 80 on the number. It was eighty. Eighty percent. Which does that seem low to you? Uh well it could be that a couple of the gentlemen in this study had just found something out about themselves. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Either that or they've been watching it for years and right. it just didn't do anything. They're anymore. just desensitized. Yes. They had it tested in this country live on TV with Tubin. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's like you hear the <laughs> speaker comes on. Hands on the wall. Hands on the wall. During the Don Lamont show. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's been illegal in China since 1949. But as the story goes, people still watch it. So the government pays censors called porn appraisers <laughs> to check sites for illegal content. So this device is supposed to be a tool to help them decide if someone counts. Or if something counts as porn or not. Porn appraisers. 
Incredible, isn't it? I can detect porn in 20 seconds. <laughs> and, it, you know, just so many different stories out there. And we got to get to a news update in a few. This was a wild story. And I don't know, you know, it's different people have opinions, especially when it comes to weddings, things like that. I don't know if you saw this. It was the owner of a bridal shop in Chicago was telling the story. The groom called her in a panic, said he needed to reorder his bride-to-be's dress. So the lady was confused, but then figured out why. Well, the bride's mom kept the dress in her closet just for, like, safekeeping. Uh But sadly, her mother, which would be the bride's grandma, had passed away and wanted to be buried in her own wedding gown from back in the day. That dress was also being kept in the closet. When the family went in the closet to get grandma's dress, they accidentally grabbed the granddaughter's dress instead. Oh, no. That dress was $2,300. Oh, Oh, daddy. It was a closed casket, so it took a few weeks for the family to figure out what happened. But it all worked out. So then, you know, what are you going to do? Dig up grandma? Would you? No. They didn't. They just ordered a new dress. Pretty crazy, though. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day so far, David. Uh, The Supreme Court has decided to stand up for Second Amendment rights, no longer treating it as a Tier 2 right, uh, by invalidating New York's uh, concealed carry permit law, which basically allowed the state to make a judgment call about whether or not somebody really needed to be able to carry a gun in public. You had to have a good enough excuse. Why? Why do you want to be able to do that? Which really all that meant was the people who are, well, the most elite in society had the right to carry a gun. I don't know if we want to bet on this by the end of the show. Is Colbert going to cry tonight? (laughs) I didn't know this would be so hard. (laughs) I'm I'm scared right now. Uh, All right. Oh, and and a news clip you got to hear straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the Supreme Court has come out and, well, basically uh, upheld the Second Amendment here. So in New York, there was a lawsuit because of New York's concealed carry permitting process, which involved the state basically making a judgment call uh, when it comes to whether or not you can carry a gun. So if you pass all the other requirements, but you don't give the state a good enough reason, the state can invalidate your constitutional right. And the Supreme Court today came out with a ruling that said, no, that's illegal. That's unconstitutional. There is no other right that we have where the state can make that kind of subjective judgment call. When it comes, I'll tell you who's unhappy about it. What, every liberal in America? Yes, Including the president and the vice president. Oh, the vice president's mad. Okay, let's see. What, what did she have to say? Kamala. Oh, we, the president, myself, many of us are deeply concerned and troubled by the Supreme Court's ruling today. Um, it, it, I believe, defies common sense <laughs> and um, the Constitution of the United States. Without no, making doesn't. any sense of that and how, anything to back it up. How does it defy the Constitution? Uh, it's I her truth. Know. How does it defy common sense, honestly? It doesn't. Another tough one. No, we, we don't like guns. Didn't you all notice we were going for a gun grab right now, and we were feeling pretty good about it, and then this happens. We're going to play Stompy Foot. We don't like it. 
See, the way it's supposed to work is you can get a gun illegally in New York, and you can shoot at people, all right? And you can get arrested, and you can get out the next day. That's cool. But if you're a law-abiding citizen that goes through the process to get it, we can't have that. We didn't like your excuse. You wanted it for protection? We decided not. That's the way we like it here in New York. Well, sorry. That's not the way it's going to work from here on out. Take your toys and go home. I don't know well, what to tell you. Well, your, your favorite mayor is going to go to court, or favorite governor, rather. Chokel? Yeah, Chokel is going to take him to court. Chokel is, oh, yeah. Here we go again. Okay, so it goes to court. Where does it end up? The well, Supreme Court? She's not going to be stopped, <laughs> yeah, sir. Right. They already ruled. Hmm. Sorry. Darn the luck. Now, if we could just get some common sense from maybe some people on daytime television. Well, masquerading as a new show. We go there for common sense. Yes. What do you have here, David? (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, let me double check, make sure I have this queued up. Oh, okay. The view, you know, these ladies are very well versed in all things, not only just guns in general, they know exactly what they're talking about all the time. They're also very, very well versed in how the law functions. And, and constitutional giants. That probably goes without saying, but I just Really, honestly, it. when I need to know something when it comes to the law, I really want to make sure I'm listening to Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Anyway, Her here and is... Jonathan Turley, I mean, is who I turn to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. anyway, here's how the conversation in part went. And, and listen to this crack analysis, okay? And the Supreme Court now has said you have the right to carry a gun if there's a self-defense reason. Anytime, any place, anywhere. So you're saying even if this gun legislation... That, that's actually not true. Any place. They didn't say that. No, they they didn't say that. No. Good night. They also... Okay. However, she still got it wrong because they didn't... They actually said asking for a reason for you to be carrying a gun is a violation of your rights. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have a self-defense reason. You, If you just want to. Right. You can't. Yes. The state can't tell you no... Assuming, you you know, again, they didn't invalidate the process of getting a license. So in a lot of states, most states, you're going to still have to go get a license if you want to carry more, more places than not. Of course. And permitless carry does not actually mean you still don't need to go get that license because you can still be told no if you try to walk into a private venue. But anyway, aside from all of that, no, Mm -hmm. they just get it wrong left and right here. This gun Mm -hmm. legislation goes through the House and the Senate that we we were going to talk about today before Mm -hmm. this came down. Are you saying there's there's now no chance that this could go through because if it gets taken? In my view, even if it goes through, it will be challenged. Oh, no. And and they she is right about that. that Yeah. The this gun package as currently written will not Mm -hmm. survive the, the Supreme Court challenge. The red flag laws are too vague and they pretty much addressed that in the ruling today. Excellent. That's good news. Yeah. Well, in well, court, and I think, you, I think anyway. You know, they but I think now you anyway. will be successful if you challenge. Well, we'll see because I think my people, view. I and think people really yeah. feel they may. Feel, I think many people will feel this is a misstep given everything that the country is going through in terms of guns. I think people are going to think it's a misstep and I think a lot of people are going to start gathering around to figure out how now to go back to court. And bring this challenge again because it's 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 ridiculous. If you believe in states' rights, then what yeah. are you doing? But it is a law that, of you know? the land now. And well, so was abortion, <laughs> but they they managed to go and do that. So <laughs> you can do that. It's a six-three composition think, of the court. Yeah, cry more, Lib. That's all I have to say.
Well, I don't know what else to say other than you're very upset of something you know very little about. And the more you talk, the more it's apparent you don't know. But I'm tired of feeling bad for people that are just dumb. I say pile on. Oh, they yeah. get paid a lot of money for that. You should be better. Golly. That's under the news banner of ABC, dude. That's the thing, right? Yes. Wow. You know, at least we're going into something. I'll say, hey, I'm just a regular jamoke. I don't know about this, but here's my opinion. Could you just do that, Whoopi? Right. One time? Wow. Okay. Another memo you should have. Uh, if you're complaining about high gas prices... Yeah, I am. Which is pretty much anybody I know. Yes. You're pro-Putin, apparently. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, David has a story. What's the deal? Yeah, Joe Biden thinks you're pro-Putin if you blame him for the rising gas prices, okay? So, end of discussion. Uh, okay. For all those Republicans in Congress criticizing me today for high gas prices in America... Are you now saying we were wrong to support Ukraine? Are you saying we were wrong to stand up to Putin? Are you saying that we would rather have lower gas prices in America and Putin's iron fist in Europe? <laughs> yes, Joe, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> that's so ridiculous. Yeah, boy. But a question comes to mind for me when people say something like that. And it's this. Remember when Russia first invaded Ukraine, okay, and it was somewhat split, but if I remember right, tell me if I'm wrong, it was by a slim margin people supported us giving aid to Ukraine and helping them out yeah. with weapons, but no troops on the ground. But it, that was like only by a few percentage points. Mm -hmm. Is that the way you remember it? Uh, I think it was a there. there was a pretty healthy amount of support for some sort of support to Ukraine. Got it. Okay. But now, at least the voting public, divided over the response to the war. Yeah. And very few approve of Biden's handling of it. Yeah. But my question is this. If you would have asked people back in February, hey, are you all about supporting Ukraine with weapons no troops, just weapons, money. And you think, well, okay, it would have been over 50% maybe. Yeah. Okay, but one other thing. Uh, the price of gas is going to keep rising, and it's going to be over $5 by June. Then where do you think the support would have been? Oh, I think it would crater. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I agree with you. And the other, the other part is, is this. Right now, the crippling sanctions are not hurting Russia anymore. No. I mean, saw this in, on CNBC. The ruble is at its strongest level in seven years. It's so strong mm -hmm. that Russia's central bank is actively taking measures to weaken it. And the reasons are, well, high energy prices, capital controls, and sanctions themselves. I mean, right now, you know, they say that we have essentially banned importing Russian oil into this country. That's not true. We're using India to launder it. Correct. And so so Russia's oil and gas industry is doing great. Absolutely. Their economic outlook is pretty good. Uh, and right now, Russia, or not Russia, Europe is arguing about how much longer they do this. Because right now, Germany is looking at rationing 
gas because Putin's about to cut them mm-hmm. off. Yes. So now what? Yeah. The West has hurt itself more than the West has hurt Russia. All you know, for Ukraine? Really? I know, man. That was a thing. And I'll just say this real quick. I've mentioned my dad on the show before. Growing up, not a real political guy. Always been a common sense guy. High school, army, working the railroad, and a farm till retirement, right? I can't tell you the amount of times politically he's been right on things with common sense. And another one was talking about when this started and the talk of sanctions and crippling sanctions. Putin, he don't give a crap about no sanctions. Right. They ain't going to do nothing. But all the think tank people, all the Harvard, all the Ivy League, you know, studs, they're like, all these sanctions, it's going to bring them to their knees. I feel bad for the people of Russia because their country is going to be decimated and the economy is going to crater and collapse. Blah, 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 blah. And who's right in the end? Yeah. Common sense person. Generally speaking, that's true. And don't you feel like Putin knew this all along? Sanctions aren't going to cripple us. Got played. Yeah. We're still getting played. Well, we've got a bunch of people running this country who've never had real jobs. Joe Biden's never had a real job. This is true. None of them have. Yeah, but I, I felt so much better putting that Ukrainian flag on my Twitter handle. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, because you care. I care. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so speaking of Joe Biden, who is the Democratic candidate that said our party's being run by a geriatric oligarchy? Oh, dude. Holy mackerel. So Joe Cunningham, he's a Democrat running for governor in South Carolina. And he's making a name by himself by simply pointing out the obvious that Joe Biden is old and he probably shouldn't seek reelection. And a lot of other politicians really need to retire as well. Uh, and he explained this on on CNN. Okay. If President Biden were here with me right now and he were asking my opinion, whether or not he should run for another term or whether he should step aside and allow a new generation of leadership to emerge, I would tell him the latter. You know, this isn't about personal about Biden, but he'll be 82 at the time of the next election. If he served out, served out a second term, he'd be 86 years old. Um, I'm not sure if any of us know of any 86-year-olds who should be running the entire country. We have a, uh, the whole system of government is being run by a geriatric oligarchy. <laughs> geriatric oligarchy. Wow. The other thing, I bet you could come up with a couple of people that would be 86 by the end of their second term that you'd bet on. So you know what? Pretty sharp. Biden at 76 wasn't, it was done. It just gets worse every month. That's the whole thing. You know who's back in the news? No. One of your favorites, Scott. Who? Juicy Smollett. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Gosh. You got to hear it. Smollett said, of course I wasn't lying about... Yes, you were. We'll get to that much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And we'll often talk about the left's assault on reality. It's still going on with Jussie Smollett, also known as Juicy Smollett. <laughs> David, I sent you the clip. Yeah. Because Scott didn't uh, trust me to edit out the bad words. Well, there's a lot of bad words, and I, I just can't believe what I'm hearing. I can't believe this. Yeah. This guy won't stop. Oh, no. But it, it it's interesting because in this interview, he actually is trying to apologize for the 
dumb people who just got taken in by this idea that somehow he faked a hate crime against himself on a frigid night in Chicago. Of course he wouldn't lie. It really happened, huh? One of my good friends <laughs> said, you know, you may think now, and he said this probably in like April of 2019, he said, you know, you may look at everything now and think that this is bad, but at the end of the day, you needed to mow your lawn so you could see all the snakes in your grass. There's a part of me that, you know, when I strip my, when I strip my <laughs> ego, when I strip my, my personal emotions about it and my personal situation, I'm... The way that it was served to everybody, I absolutely understand why people felt betrayed, Mm -hmm. you know? I didn't know what was happening Mm -hmm. then. I didn't know how, I I didn't know how bad it was getting, and I also didn't... Are you following, Scott? Because you look as confused as I've ever seen. Well, my God, man. What do you mean what people were fed? Well, the lies. That it was a hoax. It really happened. It was laid out. <laughs> go, go on, Jason. Frame by frame by frame think, by frame. For whatever reason, Dope. I genuinely thought that people were going to be like, there's no way that he did some bull like that. When but someone yes, lies on you. But then you're forced to acknowledge <laughs> the truths around the matter as well. Uh-huh. And that's really painful as well. Because it's easy oh. to just be like, that's a bull. I ain't do no hoax. F- that. Uh-huh. But then at the same time, uh-huh. then they bring out drug stuff. Yeah. And, then they bring, and then you're like, ooh, I did do that. I did do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and you're sitting there and you're like, but this doesn't have anything to do with what y'all are saying that I did do that I didn't do. Yeah, guilty of drugs, man, but not a hoax. Dude, you lied. I love the host, too, you know, Mm -hmm. holding his feet to the fire. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, now he also says he won't forgive the people close to him who abandoned him. Okay. Uh Uh-uh. I do hold some people accountable for the things that they said, for the things that they did, for Mm -hmm. the ways that they reacted, because half of those people should have picked up the phone and called me Uh because they had my number, you know, Uh and Juicy's the victim. But I also understand that we sometimes operate off of fear and that when you're (laughs) when you're kind of, you know, the whole mission is to alienate you so that everybody so that you are such you are so just like vibrating in the wrong way and like all the around you is just wrong that people just have to step back. That's a weird term anyway. But I don't mind, I don't hold the people to anything that stepped back. Hmm. I hold the people that went out there and said Uh I hold them to something. And not the people that don't know me, but the people that do know me, out of here. Y'all know better than that. No, they don't. You're a liar. You yes. lied. Of course he did. Cost the taxpayer of Chicago a ton of money. Yes. You, you're a liar. The two guys that you hired to do this, already tur- they already turned their back on you a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who wants to buddy up to you, man? <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you so much for being here. And there's a lot going on today, and there's definitely some freakout happening. And if you say Supreme Court, 
you'd think, oh, the freak out, we're talking about abortion here. Nope. Oh, no. Talking about guns. It's guns, guns, guns. Yeah. But still, people freaking. Yeah. It actually happened. That was an actual natural sound. (laughs) For actually no good reason. So the Supreme Court has ruled that uh, New York's law pertaining to gun licensing and the right to carry a gun is unconstitutional because on the books there, you have to demonstrate to the state a quote-unquote good reason why you need to carry a gun, why you need to carry a concealed handgun. Um, Which begs the question, who gets to decide that? Right. And so the what the ruling stated today was, no, there is no other right that is guaranteed by the Constitution where you have that kind of subjective test in order to exercise your right. They also specifically did not say that this carves out or does away with the idea of licensing in general. They did not say that the idea of undergoing background checks either to purchase or then to get a license to carry are invalidated. They didn't say that. They specifically didn't say that. And so what you're talking about is a minority of states, a handful of states that have these so-called May issue uh, where the state might, even if you meet all the other criteria, the state can decide, you know what, you don't have a good enough reason to carry a gun. This small minority of states were acting unconstitutionally. That's that's basically what they said. And so this is not a crisis. This is not, oh, anyone can have a gun at any time, blah, 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 blah. But the media and Democrats are acting like, uh, acting like it is. They're acting it's amazing like- to me because you have so many times people shooting at other people get caught by police, put in jail, in illegal possession of a gun, and they get out the next day. Yeah. And no one freaks out about that. Well... But about this, they're, oh, God, how can it happen? Well, and, and of course, why not, if you're mainstream media, why not turn to the mayor of Chicago? <laughs> Which, by the way, in the city of Chicago, there was actually a gunfight in broad daylight. Someone died. Yes. And no charges were brought because they were, quote, unquote, mutual combatants. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Dude smoked another guy. Mutual combatants. <laughs> Not arrested. Unbelievable. I know. But MSN- And you wonder why people want to conceal carry. I know. What the hell's wrong <laughs> with you? So MSNBC turned to Lori Lightfoot, one of the dumbest politicians in America, and oh, here's yeah. her take on the Supreme Court decision. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's devastating. I mean, it's just fundamentally devastating. I have made... Okay, time so out. Many- I haven't heard this clip. Yeah. I will bet you five dollars. We're gonna add it to the bets. She will not explain why it's devastating. There will be no explanation. Oh, if there is, it'll be. I'm out. I've heard the clip, so I'm out of that bet. Because they never do. I'm not taking it. Okay. I have made so many calls to moms and dads and relatives who have lost um, loved ones because of gun violence. And and increasingly, what we're seeing is not quote unquote gang related. It's petty disputes. That in other times without a gun, and maybe would end up in some hurt feelings, maybe a bloody nose, but certainly not death. I want to see the stats on that, Lori. Me too. I know you've talked to people. That's anecdotal. Where are the stats? And were they legally purchased? You have no stats. Anecdotal stories. Another favorite of the left. And making those calls, there's no words of condolence that I can bring to a parent who has lost a child to gun violence. It is a devastating, deep, 
blow to them. What about the gangbanger that got smoked in your town? Yeah. What'd you what'd you tell his mom? Just curious. A proliferation of illegal guns is a challenge of our time, and we have got to rise up as a country and recognize that. Yes, David. They're, they're not talking about illegal guns. They're not talking about people who are illegally in possession of a gun. And in fact, I mean, they're not even talking about anything that has to do with Illinois because Illinois will not be affected by this decision. No, but you know, this is MSNBC. Let's see who who do we have here. Let's go. You know, oh hey, here's a Democrat we can talk to today. Yeah, Lori Lightfoot. Yes. Awesome. Call her up. I bet she's got a strong take that makes no sense. Perfect for our programming. <laughs> right. Devastating, lifelong impact that it has on victims. And I'm glad you asked the questions because I think too many times in these conversations, the victims and survivors are second thought. Not in my city. Not in your city? No, definitely not. Law and order every time. Are you on friggin' crack? Mm-hmm. You led the league. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. They have bonded together, the grace that they show, and purpose over pain that they um, <laughs> engage in is incredible. But it is devastating to them, and we can never lose sight of the victims and the survivors. How is it devastating? They it, never explain. It, it She's doesn't... acting like people got concealed carry licenses and went out and just started shooting people. Yeah. It's not the way it happens. I'm not surprised they put her on. What a joke, our media, man. What a freaking joke. That should be an embarrassment to a news organization. It's not, because it's not news. It's an agenda. And, I mean, you're talking about two completely different things, because the Supreme Court did not say, yes, every criminal should have a gun. In fact, they said the opposite. But (laughs) they just said the state cannot... Cannot arbitrarily decide who does and does not have the ability to exercise a constitutional right. Yeah, because yeah, all those murders that uh, take place in Chicago every weekend now those guys are going to be able to get concealed carry permits. <laughs> okay, because they're a law and order every time with those guys too. Um. Okay, gas prices. It, who is to blame today? Is it the oil companies? Wait a second. No, the Biden economic advisor said no one's blaming the oil companies. Well, except the president. Yeah. Two days ago. Uh, what else could it be? Uh, just, Gas station owners. Yeah, they need to lower the prices. Yes, they're jacking it up too. A uh, lot, of, lot of different things to blame. What we need to do is pass the Build Back Better Part Two. <laughs> okay, because we got we still got a green energy, but if we just had more money, that would solve the problem. Dear God. Uh, or well, it's Putin. Putin price hike. Yeah. Well, stay on that one. That one comes back at least two, three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, so who's the latest with this one? They're, they're sticking with Putin's price hike, even though it's not true. And the and the chair of the Federal Reserve actually said it's not true. But Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, it, you notice that I think because she may be one of the few people who represents this administration who might actually have a shred of their soul left, Ooh. it starts to sound like she's getting desperate when it comes to trying Ooh. to spin this BS. All right, let's roll it. There are two causes for it, which these high prices uh, derive from. One is, of course, Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine. Um, Vladimir, Russia was a very high exporter of oil. 
because of the invasion of Ukraine, countries like the United States and Canada rightfully have said we are not going to take any uh, Russian oil. Therefore, about a million barrels per day have been taken off the market as a result of that. And secondly, the supply and refining capacity constraints that have been created by COVID-19 in the United States, but also around the world. Uh, restraints by COVID-19? COVID How about restraints by your boss? Anyway, go ahead. Um, since Putin's buildup of troops began, uh, our citizens are paying an additional $2 per gallon. And of course, other countries are dealing with this. It's hard for me to listen to anything she has to say. She's an activist. Former governor, yeah. now activist. What's COVID-19 got to do with that, by the way? I'm just asking. Yes, David? Please explain. Uh, well, I assume she's talking about lockdowns in China, which do have a major impact on the global supply chain. Yeah. But refineries here? No. Is there some long hauler no. refineries out there? No. Still have fog from COVID? Okay. I don't know, man. I'm going to have to get over this. Anytime I hear her now, all I can hear in my head is David saying she was D.C. grandma hot, Jennifer Granholm. And I'm, first, I don't know what that means. And second, I, I'm troubled by it. I think I know what it means. I, I think so. Yeah, I think if, if you look at the scale of D.C. grandmas in, in government, uh, yeah, she's, she's towards the, the hot end. She's in the top 10%. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got you got to look at everything in context. You know, I'm comparing to people like Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters and all of that. So, Barbara Boxer. <laughs> okay. All right. So now I think I understand what you're saying. So yeah. you're not saying hot or even anywhere close to regular hot. No, that's attractive. Why, that's why you have the DC grandma. DC grandma. Right, DC grandma yes. hot. Okay, so like as far as a good driver, uh -huh. um, Scott Robbins would be. Here we go. What? <laughs> he what? would be. He would be. Uh, uh, let's see, Tijuana, good driver, <laughs> reckless driver, hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tailgating, hot. Okay, I think I can get Swerving over that. Swerving it then. out of lanes, hot. <laughs> go ahead. My <laughs> gosh. You know the clip I'm just going to hear in my head over and over whenever we talk about, you know, Putin price hike and everything oh, yeah. else is the Fed chair, Jerome Powell. Yeah. And I know this has been played a few times in the last couple of days, but still. Would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. Finally, hmm. someone actually just said the truth without a disqualifier. Yeah, that's the truth. There you go. That's what it is. Okay. Um... Other things to get to. Oh, Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, is talking about going back to muskets because of the <laughs> Supreme Court ruling uh -huh. today on guns. And okay. Do you ever feel, just curious, you feel like you're voting for your party, but your party doesn't back you up? Oh, yeah, lots of times. I think that's growing. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Welcome to Musket Talk. <laughs> Musket Talk? <laughs> yes, featuring yeah. the non-elected governor of New York, uh, Kathy Hochul. Yeah. 
Oh, What's yeah. the take here? Well, she was reacting to the Supreme Court uh, saying that her state's law when it comes to uh, gun permits is unconstitutional because the state can arbitrarily, it seems, uh, deny you a concealed carry license if they don't think you have a good enough reason, in their opinion, to mm-hmm. carry a gun. And the Supreme Court said, no, that's blatantly unconstitutional. You can't do that. So Kathy Hochul is uh, flailing about as usual, and here's part of what she had to say in reaction. Okay. And I'm sorry this dark day has come. They were supposed to go back to what was in place since 1788 when the Constitution of the United States of America was ratified. And I would like to point out to the Supreme Court justices that the only weapons at the time were muskets. I'm prepared to go back to muskets. I don't think they envision the high-capacity assault weapon magazines intended for battlefields as being covered from it, but I guess we're just going to have to disagree. Hmm. The authorities get the That's been Musket Talk for the day. Here's the thing, though. In the opinion, uh, we have already recognized, right, uh, I believe this is Justice Thomas, uh, we've already recognized in Heller, previous precedent case, at least one way in which the Second Amendment's historically fixed meaning applies to new circumstances. Its reference to arms does not apply only to those arms in existence in the 18th century. Just as the First Amendment protects modern forms of communications and the Fourth Amendment applies to modern forms of search, the Second Amendment extends to all instruments that constitute bearable arms. It's going to be fun watching people whine about this. Oh, buddy. (laughs) You knew this, though, right? You you did. Yeah. But I say at this point, you almost have this look right now, Scott, like, oh, boy, here we go. Well, no. I'm saying enjoy the ride on this Well, no, I I kind of am. It was weird because I was almost giddy when I got up this morning when I heard about it. I'm like, oh, good. Let's go to social media because the whiny whinersons are going to be all over the place. And they were. They don't disappoint me ever. Well, you brought up Keith Olbermann. Yeah. Formerly of ESPN he and MSNBC. To, he wants went, the Supreme Court to just be blown up altogether and just start over again. He doesn't even want it. He yeah. doesn't even belong anymore in Keith Oberman's world. Yeah, just do away with America. Yeah. Keith rules. Miserable human being that yeah. he is. Yeah. You know what? I want to switch gears. I want to play something that I think is uplifting. I think you'll think so, too. All right. If you didn't see it or hadn't heard about it. Well, last week, it was historic. Mara Flores. Mexican-born immigrant. Oh, geez, yeah. Won the special election in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. First Republican in over 100 years. It's an incredible story. Since they had muskets. <laughs> <laughs> but not covered national media at all. No. Of course, you know why. She's on the wrong side. And first Mexican immigrant. Yes. Unbelievable. And so she was on Tucker show last night. And, you know, he was asking some questions like, you know, how did you do this? And I thought it was refreshing. And she actually said something. I don't know if she knows this or not, that you're not supposed to say. You just roll this out. In America, as in Western Europe, there's only one. No, 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 no. That was the other take. I want to get to the Maya Flores. Okay. That This should be a little bit more uplifting, I do believe. We have that. Do we have it? 
we do. Roll her. People tell me, Myra, why are you Republican? Weren't you born in Mexico? Well, because I was born in Mexico is that I am Republican because I was raised with strong conservative values and I'm not willing to put them aside for a political party. And I'm not loyal to a party. I'm loyal to God. I'm loyal to my family. Oh, I'm loyal to my well. community. And I Did she say God? That's very problematic. Can't say that. Very problematic. The people in South Texas, who are you loyal to? Are you loyal to God or are you loyal to the Democrat Party? And they tell me, no, I'm loyal to God. Okay, well, let's stop being loyal to a party who's done nothing for us for over 100 years. Amen. Yeah, Tucker was like, wow, this is great. Are you going to yeah. keep talking that God stuff to Washington? Because I hope you do. <laughs> and she said, absolutely. My loyalty is to God and, and my family. Yes, absolutely. God first all the way. That's why I won because of him, because I live in prayer every single day. Tucker was giddy about that. <laughs> I, just, I just love this. Oh, I love it. So it's like refreshing. It took him by surprise, I think. Yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah. Yes. It was actual joy. I got slack jawed when I heard God first. I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. It was, so, it was great. Good for her. Yeah. Not going to be covered by mainstream media, oh, but gosh, no. this is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story, though, of the day, David. Oh, I think it's the libs melting down over a pretty common sense ruling from the Supreme Court when it comes to the issuing of uh, concealed carry permits or gun licenses. I mean, yes. They are really <laughs> melting down. They are actually act, acting like the Supreme Court is walking into every city in America and handing out guns to criminals. Yeah, like, okay, go shoot anybody you want. You know, they don't know how this works. They don't. And they're actually just making things up. They're lying to people uh, on purpose. Which is something that shouldn't surprise us at all. Got the Brett Kavanaugh BK-47. <laughs> <laughs> you got your top three stories today, yeah, Robbins? Yeah, let's do it. The Scott Robbins trifecta and a news update straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp's the millennial. The sexy boomer is Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. News update. <laughs> Former news hound, David Van Camp. I'm enjoying the meltdown over the Second Amendment ruling today. Oh, I really am. It, it is so much fun. You gotta so lean in, fun. man. Um, so the Supreme Court today said that New York's uh, gun licensing law was unconstitutional because it empowered the state to make a subjective judgment call when it comes to issuing concealed carry licenses. So you can pass all the background checks, you can do all the coursework that you're supposed to do, any range tests that you're supposed to do, and the state can still look at your application and say, well, you didn't really have a good enough reason to exercise your constitutional rights, so we're going to go ahead and deny this. Well, the Supreme Court rightfully came out and said, yeah, that's unconstitutional. Because that doesn't meet the standard for any other constitutional right. So liberals are having a really hard time with this. Ellie Mistal, he is uh, Curtis Houck at um, Newsbusters, uh, calls him mad scientist Fat Albert. He's a heftier African-American man, and he's got sort of a, a scraggly fro going on. Hey, hey, hey. Right. But to me, he's like the fatter, untalented Don King. He is always angry. And impressively, yes. always wrong yes. about things. It's I mean, difficult. It, it is actually impressive how how yeah. willfully wrong he is. Now, what he wrote was uh, Justice Clarence Thomas is for real, saying that you have a right to shoot people not only <laughs> under the Second Amendment but the Fourteenth Amendment as well. 
Isn't this guy a professor somewhere? I think so. Yeah, he. The, the, and you're telling me you can't get ahead in America? This guy gets paid for his awful takes, <laughs> yes. and he's a professor. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't say anything intelligent he, ever. He, he's dumb, Albert. Yeah. No. No. Nobody actually said you have a right to shoot anybody. No, of no. course not. I, that, that's not what the Supreme Court said. Yes. Um, okay. Wow. You just have to enjoy it. You really do. That's really something, man. Right to shoot people. You know what I, okay. I, I feel like this is this is where you're going to a concert and both bands you really want to see, but maybe one band you want to see a little bit more. So, okay. like, for example, when I was a kid, I got to go see the Kiss Aerosmith tour. Oh, yeah, I remember and, that. And Kiss put on a great show. I was excited to go see Kiss, but I was there for Aerosmith. That's I have the same feeling right now. I'm really enjoying this reaction. But the show I'm really looking forward to is when the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Because that is going to be actually a better pyrotechnics experiment than KISS was live in concert. Wow. Man, I'm trying to think how, how I could put that into my own experience. Well, I guess I could put it this way. So earlier this week... You had religious liberty with yeah. the Supreme Court, and it ruled against liberals. They were out of their minds. Right. Another brick out of the wall separating church and state talking about the schools in Maine, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's like a festival because you got multiple. <laughs> so now I'm thinking like 1988 Monsters of Rock. Oh, yeah. Van Halen, Scorps, Doc, and Metallica, Kingdom Come. So there we go. And the Scorps haven't even played yet. Yeah, Scorps were... You know, next to last on the bill, and then yeah. Van Halen headline. Yeah. We're waiting for Van Halen. Van Halen should come down this week, too, though. It's going to, I yeah. do believe. Yeah, wild. All right, you ready for your big three stories of the day? Yeah. Well, let's do this. It's the trifecta. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day every day at this time. And always help from the guy that he learned to count down. Top 40 hero, He's hero my guy. Life. He's my man. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. Welcome. <laughs> Say it again. Now, hey, buddy. Welcome. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. And number three. Yes. Number number three, the Today Show celebrated child abuse. Well, under the guise of celebrating Title IX. Uh, so today's the 50th anniversary of Title IX, by the way. Yes. I can clearly remember when that happened. Um, it's 1972. Wow, I don't. Okay. Yeah, well, you don't remember when it happened, but... Uh, well, all, you're older than everybody Well, all show. of a sudden, you had girls' basketball yeah, teams, yeah, you had girls' yeah. volleyball, you know, you had all this thing, right, that was going right. on. Yeah, and you were and like it 20 wasn't... years into your media career, so right. it was a big deal. Fifth Dimension was a current at the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> up, Up, and Away, I believe, was the song. Uh, but, jeez. Anyway, anyway, I remember, because I was in what, uh, sixth grade, I guess? Yeah. Okay. But I remember when it happened, and, and my sister was an athlete, and she played, and it was, it was a big day. It was a big deal. Okay. Opened up a lot of doors, right? Yep. But now you've got an issue with the trans community yeah. sliding into the Title IX because a guy thinks he's a girl. Right. And is transitioning to become a girl, but still has the wedding tackle, as David would say. Yeah. Yes. Now, we were talking about this earlier, about children and parents that, that do this to their children when they're young people, right? Awful. But this was highlighted on the Today Show today. And. You know what? You told me about it, yeah. so I watched it. I got the audio for you. Yeah. Well, let's... And, well, 
dude, they do what they do every time. It's like playing exactly. the sympathy for this kid. And I'm, this kid has been put in a terrible position. And they stick him on TV with the parents there, transitioning from a boy to a girl, wanting to play girls' sports. And they and tell this the is terrible, story. Nine-year-old Kieran Clawson collects crystals. She dabbles in face paint, and she loves sports. What do you play? I did play volleyball, soccer, and... I want to play basketball. To Kieran, who's transgender, it's not about racking up victories. I don't. So biological boy. Yes. And then, yeah, For by the way, and also to play on the sympathies, because I suppose this is, what, the second hour of the Today Show? Yes. So there's a bunch of older, unhappy women watching this? Yes. Go ahead with this line. It's not about racking up victories. I don't want to win any trophies for it, though. I feel the most most unfair way to compete because it's not about winning what's it about having fun with your friends but yeah obviously you've been taught by losers which you'll come to find out are the parents of course right of course but before we get there they appear later in the story yes yes uh you know a lot of these states though they're mean like indiana but next week her state indiana will ban trans girls like her from playing girls sports joining at least 15 other states with similar laws now the clausen's only hope is that the courts will step in okay these laws are common sense okay there is such a thing as reality okay and if you want to know okay where did this problem start well, I have a sneaking suspicion you're about to hear it's mom first and you'll hear dad too oh, in yeah. here. Oh, it's yeah. tough. It's hard to um, do everything that you can to support your child and then ha- uh, yeah. and then have lawmakers come in who don't know anything and say that you're doing the wrong thing for your child. It's just, it's really hard. It, it's very personal. The lawmakers are attacking one of the smallest minorities that we have attacking no somehow going on here. you got duped by pseudoscience okay and i can have compassion for that but that doesn't mean that laws shouldn't be passed to protect girls sports sorry this is a little girl a little boy that's who i feel worse this, for i do- and you said something interesting because you saw the video too. It almost as if this child had been coached with those lines memorized. Oh, if you want to see when the it video, was time to speak. I mean, yeah. if hey, I got plenty of time, I could do this. Watch the video of this, and when the girl says the whole lit bit right. about it's not about winning, right? The mom is mouthing the line with, with the her. child like it's rehearsed. Yeah, it's creepy. It is creepy. And NBC. Of course, we should expect it now. I Pushing did. that agenda. When I saw it right away, I'm like, this is not going to be a Title IX story. They're going to weave this thing into some sort of transgender thing. And then there'll be a quote from Megan Rapino. And there was. Of course, there was. About no. how she's down yeah. with it. You know, show me evidence of, of a man who's competing against women who's dominating. Well, I don't have to go very far, no. dummy, to you figure don't. that one out. No. Of course not. But they don't base in facts, dude. <sighs> All right. We're getting closer and closer <laughs> yeah, to yeah, number yeah. one. Scott Robbins trifecta top three stories of the day, according to Scott Robbins, mm-hmm. and up to what number? Two. Yeah, yes. Two? Yeah. Casey took the day off. Two. Oh, there he is. Two. Two. Okay, I got it. So fine. He said it twice right there. Yes. Oh, great. Now we're relying on foreign aid from Mexico. What? This is. Golly. 
Uh, today, the Biden administration announced they will be providing logistical support to import 16 million six-ounce baby formula bottles from Mexico. The projects will start this weekend. It involves the Department of Health and Human Services expediting trucks that will drive about one million pounds of Gerber Good Start Gentle Infant Formula from Nestle's plant to U.S. retailers. This will nearly double the amount of formula imported to the U.S. What is going on? Okay, David, I know you were following the story for a while, especially because you got two little kids. Yeah. Um, including a baby. We don't have any place in America that can make this stuff rapidly? Apparently not. No. No. And we they've known, they've known about happen. this for months. Well, it's good. We're the United States of America, yeah. and we can't get a factory somewhere, somehow, to make this. Well, you got FDA regulations on baby formula and all of this. Yeah, I mean, they... The thing is, is that you've got corrupt politicians that for a long time have uh, basically let a select few manufacturers uh, corner the market. Now we've seen what happens when one of them goes down. You can't make up the difference. It's almost impossible. And now we're calling on Mexico to uh, supplement what we have. Man, oh man, dude. You know, and if someone corners the market like in cotton balls, it's probably not going to hurt you, right? You're going to figure that one out. But this is baby formula, sustaining life. So is that the new law? Are we well, the make- White House thinks this is wonderful news. Well, the good it's news, fantastic. The good news is that the FDA is busy working on things that matter, like banning vaping cigarettes or e-cigarettes yes. or whatever. I think they should probably take a hundred bottles and put them onto illegals because they're coming in anyway <laughs> just, just can you bring us a formula yeah, while you're your at backpack? it yeah <laughs> golly oh my goodness think well, outside the box up. here yeah and it's who's like, gonna pay for the formula yeah. mexico who's going to pay for the wall <laughs> believe me there you, it's go. Like you got those you got those uh, sporting events where it's like you can get a discount if you bring a can of soup or something like that. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you bring in a couple of cans of baby formula and we'll give you amnesty, all right? <laughs> <laughs> got a judge right there. Right. <laughs> oh, goodness. If you bring in There's four, you get one. you and a kid. There you go. All right. What did Casey okay. say? There's a third one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta. Mm-hmm. The top three stories of the day. And finally. Yes. One. A hockey fan was banned from the Stanley Cup final, and you think it's a good reason. Yeah, one final tribute here. The Colorado Avalanche are going back to Denver, take on the Tampa Bay Lightning, Stanley Cup and all that. Ryan Clark is the guy's name. He's been banned from any of the games of the finals. And he said, I'm fine with this. This past December, Ryan lost his best buddy, Kyle Stark. Sudden death. Oh, man. So the friends were really tight. Kyle served as his best man at his wedding. Uh, They also attended Avalanche games and were huge fans. And their team was having a a pretty good season. So Ryan felt the need to pay tribute to his buddy. So after the funeral, Kyle's parents invited Ryan to join them at Ball Arena for a game in a gesture of remembrance. Ryan said, yeah, I'd love to go. But he made a request to the parents. He said, would they be willing to bring uh, with them some of Kyle's ashes into the stadium? In a fashion, it was a chance to have the two friends attend one final game together. 
Then Ryan decided to take the opportunity and to make it somewhat permanent. He said, I'm not going to leave the ice. It's my buddy. So he saw the opportunity and managed to place him onto the playing surface with a little baggie. They had him in a little baggie, and he put the baggie on the ice. Avalanche freaked out. You're out, pal. <laughs> so they kicked him out, and they won't let him ever come back to another Avalanche game again. Oh, man, you got to understand, that was from the heart. Yeah, he was escorted from the arena that night, received a notice from the team. He said, you know what, I don't care. So I liked what I did for the last time there. If they kick me out, they kick me out. I won't go to any more games. Doesn't mean I won't root for them. I just won't go. They don't want me. I don't have to go. But I did what I had to do. I thought it was cool. Okay. I thought it was a very nice gesture. All right. So where do you want your ashes then if you go before David or I? Where are we supposed to go? Well, I've already instructed a couple of my buddies that, if I, first of all, I won't be cremated. Um, oh, unless, yeah, because you're going to you out a little bit. Well, I, I might feel it. Um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know that. You don't know that either. Jeez. But uh, no, if I were going to, it would probably be either Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City or Wrigley Field. All right. News update. Nimrod's on the news straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Now, David, you said uh, the Supreme Court ruling on the New York gun law today is like a precursor to a headlining act, which would be yeah. abortion. Yeah, that's the headliner, court. definitely. You also said earlier in the show, it's good sometimes to hear a different point of view than your own. Well-reasoned people sometimes on the other side. And it's about having a conversation, right? Yeah. Maybe somebody has a point that you haven't thought of before. Yeah. This isn't one of those. Ah, okay. Uh, protest in D.C. Just anticipating the Supreme Court ruling not to go in their favor. And if so, well... Watch out. Now we demand legal nationwide abortion. I always love it when they say we demand. Mm-hmm. Why? What? Like that's going to do anything. Who cares? If they go forward with this draft and they overturn Roe, they will make clear they are illegitimate. Okay. That sounds insurrection-y too. Well, we'll just cut to the chase. Supporters. We will need to shut this country down. Want to shut the country down? Hmm. That's that's. Where's Kinzinger weeping? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. All right, we got to get to Nimrods in the news. We have time. Roll it out, when real the quick. Going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. <laughs> All right. Nimrods of the news. We go to Tulsa. Carl's Jr. Somebody goes through the drive-thru. They check their bag. They got their food. They also got a small baggie of meth. Excellent. <laughs> that's a full arrested. meal deal. <laughs> Employee Bryce Francis. He had put it there, Doc. Not sure if they think he dropped it by mistake. Customer service. And that's Nimrods of the news.